and we are back. Welcome back to Fifth and Dribble. It is your boy, Matty B, and I'm sitting here with Man Mountain himself, Locke. What is doing, big fella? Nothing. What a do, Matty B. <laughs> what a do, what a do. Yeah, look, not much, my friend, not much. I'm, uh, yeah, end of, a, end of a big school term. It's the, uh, it's the last week. Um, you know. finally let you finish your eight? Trying to there yeah, finally let me finish you right. You know, I've only been I've only been trying to finish it for 15 years now. So um best 15 years of your life, mate. That's it. That's it. I can still play junior basketball, so I'm still blocking people out here and playing the center role. So it's yeah, good. I was gonna say you might be the biggest on the court finally. Yeah, finally. Yeah. There was this one big Filipino kid one year, but uh, you know, he uh he actually graduated. So it's all good. It's all good in the hood. How are you, my guy? How's your week been? Oh mate, this has been a long one, I think. Yeah, it has been a long time. It's that time of year, getting silly. We uh, we had a nice little weekend away last weekend, you and I. Yes. A few yes. others were there as well, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. I am uh, I feel like I'm getting a second wind. This week has just been so slow, I think, because of oh. getting back from that. But the, we- the weekend made it for the world. Yeah, I think I think the the weekend before as well was harsh. The two in a row, mm, <laughs> back to backs. But yeah, and then um, we'll be at Chrissy before you know it. Hoping yeah, for a exactly. slow, hoping for a slow slow roll into the new years. Slow roll for sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, today we're going to touch a little bit of NRL. We're going to touch a little bit of NBA. Uh, we're going to move question time to Monday, so it might be a bit of a shorter one than normal. But let's just rip and tear, my friend. Um, we promised the guys last show on the Tuesday show. If you haven't heard that already, please go and listen to it. And yes, always stop kids. right now. Jump on the Tuesday show. Jump on Finish, it. And then come back. We'll give you a sec. We'll give you a sec to pause. All right, welcome back. Lovely, Thank you welcome for back. To the Tuesday show, awesome. All right, let's kick on with yeah. Uh, make sure, uh, as we said at the end of the Tuesday show, share it with two friends. And I know you already did share it with two friends, so I don't even know why I said that. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So as we said, we're going to touch on the Josh Hodgson thing today. What, what do you, what do you make of this this signing for for Parramatta as of 2020, 2023? Yeah, for Parramatta, I think it sucks. For Canberra, yeah. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. I think they did great to get rid of him. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I think Hodgson's just the type of dummy half that needs to have halves where he can control the game, where he can be the number seven from dummy half. I don't think yeah. having Mitchell, Pe- uh, not Mitchell, Mitchell Moses in mm. your team is a good mix because Mitchell Moses should have the ball. He's their best player. Yeah, yeah. He should have the ball all the time. Um, having Josh Hodgson try and overrule him and do his own thing. It's just, I don't know. And I mean, Canberra still has Tom Starling. So mm. I think they win. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I mean, now you've got someone like Jamal Fogarty down there that's going to run the show as well. So um, people in Canberra great for them. Be... That, that spine looks a lot better. I'm not sure he's going to play fullback there. Mm. Um, there's been a little bit of talk of Seb Chris. I mean, Chance is back. Fuck, they're Kotrick back there. He just signed yeah, back Yeah, I mean, Kotrick, well. yeah, we haven't touched on that yet. Kotrick just re-signed with the Raiders three years. Man, he is – have you seen photos of him recently? That dude is huge. Uh, he's always been huge, bro. But, like, he's like he's just even – he's so big. How are you playing on the wing, bro? <laughs> yeah, he's, throw him in the, throw him in the 11. I reckon he could play in the back row and he wouldn't look out of place. Like, he's no, not huge, mate. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's back on a three-year deal. And Canberra looked good again, man, after last year. Everyone kind of pumped them up. So they had. A, I thought their forward pack was great. I thought they were going to make the grand final last year, like mm. preseason. Mm. This year they've kind of consolidated, got themselves a good halfback, um, got themselves a great strike outside back, which I think was missed. Yep. Um, and Tom Starling, I think I like him more than Hodgson. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I do, with especially you. in today's NRL. I like yeah. him more than, and for the price that he's probably on too. Um, definitely, yeah. Yeah, he, he yeah does, well, I just don't understand. You get rid of twenty-three-year-old Reed Marnie for thirty-two-year-old Josh Hodgson. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big question mark, especially you know two years down the line. You know you're gonna have another, or a year down the line, you're gonna have another you know year on and, on and Hodgson's the, bones. The price couldn't have been that much difference. Nah, it couldn't have nah. been. Like I know it's a couple hundred k, but really when you're thinking about the quality and what you get from quality, Reed Marnie, age, this, that, and the other, yeah. And that Reed Marnie, you know, is probably going to be fighting for that Queensland number nine and maybe Australian number nine for the rest of his career, kind of thing. Like that's how good mm. he is. I just, I don't know. I think it's Parrots being para, and it's good for us because it means Parrots going to suck. Yeah, and we love it when Parrots sucks, we which is all the fucking time. All the fucking time. Uh, speaking of Paris sucking, um, you know, they obviously lost Reed Money and Isaiah Papali'i, but somebody that they did re-sign was Junior Paulo. He extended to the end of 2026. Do you uh, do you have any thoughts on this, uh, my friend? Um, nah, I mean, you had to do it. Imagine if they lost Paulo too. Bruh. You couldn't. It would have been anarchy in Parramatta. You, I know. You couldn't. I, lo- I actually really like Junior Paulo. Mm. Uh, I, think, I think that here. The modern day fooey fooey. Him and um, RCG laid such a great platform for the halves and the backs last year. Yeah, but yeah. it's just I'm curious what's going to happen with this great with this pack if without Reed Marnie there at Hooker after after 2023, of course. I think next mm. year they still got a pretty good squad. Yeah, um, it's pretty much the one they ran back last year. But obviously, I think they kind of need to go all in next year. We'll see. We'll see if there's anyone they pick up on the. Um, on kind of the transfer market to fill the gaps next year, you know, like the buyout market. In They'll yeah. wave a wire. Yeah, but they um apparently they're in the running for Kotrick too. Oh, really? Yeah, which I think they would have liked, but I'd rather, if you're going to spend that money on Hodgson and Kotrick, I'd rather spend read it on Marnie. Money. I'd rather yeah. read Marnie and just, uh, uh, you know, whoever your under 20s fucking winger is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, huh. Just a head scratcher. Just a fucking head scratcher. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, we alluded to it. Nick Kotrick, he's been released for his last two years at the, at the Dogs. Um, dogs look to make probably another minor move, getting rid of his deal. Um, you know, he's re-signed up with Canberra for the, last three, for the next three years and uh, Dogs clear up the cap space, which is fine because they were only, you know, $4 million over the cap as it was. So no, now, they're no, only, no. now they're only $3.5 million over the cap. I, I liked the Kotrick to the Dogs signing. I really like I was a real. I was a big fan of that. I liked that. I thought he was a good fit. Um, I thought he was a great, like, first signing to kind of build their rebuild around. Mm. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I like him more than a few of the other guys that have signed. I like him way more than Corey Allen and Matt Dufty. But, um, I mean, as you said, they need the cash. <sighs> I, mm. he's, he's not that big of a loss. That's where they had the big – that's where they had the log jam anyway, a wing center. I'm yeah. sure they can fill that gap. Yeah, yeah. No, I like a guy like Aaron, like a guy like Aaron Shoup can play in the centers who's making way less than what um Yeah. Yeah, and what Kotrick was making. Yeah, 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 no, I completely agree. Completely agree with you there. Um I guess a couple other notable things. Um Corey Norman's retired. Corey Norman, uh, two two hundred twenty eight games, played for Queensland. Seems like a lot. The two I saw the two twenty eight. Was surprised. Yeah. Oh, he's been around, for, been around for 11 years, bro. Yeah. That's, that's it's crazy. Eleven, the 11 years was big too. And I'm like, fuck, has, do you think anyone has gotten by playing so many games on the promise of man? Like, I promise you he's, he's good. But like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like I rate Corey Dorman. I like Corey. Nah, Norman. man. I didn't like him. 
Nah, didn't like, didn't yeah. like him at the Bronx. Didn't like him at Para. Didn't like him at the Dragons. I don't know, man. He just he doesn't do anything for me. I don't know. He's like D- Dylan Brown reminds me a bit of Corey Norman too, actually. Yeah, but obviously can Dylan defend. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Corey Norman. I thought there would have been an England deal in there somewhere. Maybe there was. Yeah, maybe possibly. there maybe there was, and he just decided with the YKTR boys he could just do more with his time here. Maybe he didn't want to be away from that stuff and be away from the country and family and friends mm. for two you years. See, uh, see sporting a real shit mullet. <sighs> it's, on the, it's on the social. No, I'm not shocked. It's on the YKTR uh, socials as you brought them up. It's, I mean, to be fair, my first thought was when I saw the headline: Corey Norman retires. I was like, oh, has anyone told him? <laughs> but but we'll see because man, I don't know. He was making eight hundred k. Like he was making so much money. Yeah, he was, he was, he was making. He was robbing money. the dragons. Yep. But yep. I don't know. Yeah, I I I was surprised that he's not going to play in England next year. I thought for sure he would, but I mean, I can see the appeal of wanting to stay and maybe making a bit less money, but you get to be around family and friends and do what you're passionate about. Mm, mm, he, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and he messes well with those boys. I mean, they're you know they're, they're mates, the right? They're they're all, they're best like the same cloth. Exactly. They um. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, who do you uh, reckon? Who do you reckon now pairs with uh, Ben Hunt and halves? They've got um Sullivan, I think it is. Who's the who's the half? Mm. Or a mo- Sullivan? Which uh, I'm conf- I always get the two mixed up. One's the number nine, and one's the number six. I think it's a Moan and Sullivan. I think they yeah. both have backgrounds in the halves. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why well, are you just having a gaze there? You can let the people know. Yeah, look, I'm I'm trying to have a gaze. Because they played in that game against Manly at the end of the year. No one know the Baby Dragons. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Teletau, Amon, and Tyrell Sloan. Tyrell Sloan's the, the young fullback. Yeah. Uh, Amon Teletau, is, Amon yeah, is Amon's the, the half, eight. and Su- Sullivan is the number nine. Uh, this article doesn't have anything. Of, oh, yeah, Jaden Sullivan. Jaden Sullivan, yeah. Yeah, there's also Max and Matt Fairguy. And yeah. I, actually, I actually like the young crop the Dragons have coming through. Yeah, the Fairguy twins. Yeah. Um, Amon, Sullivan, Sloan, Ramsey's kind of not bad on the wing. Fuck you, our fullback. He's he's very Rapana esque. Oh, bro, he's, feel, he's feel a smoky. He's a he's a smoky for the for the, for the crowd. Yeah. Um, but I actually kind of like the young the young boys there. I still love Zach Lomax. I think Zach Lomax needs to be unlocked. I think he could be one of the best centers in the league if yeah. he got the chance. Yeah. Um, I actually think the Dragons will do all right. I think they'll challenge for the eight this year. Wow. I think this is an early little lock-in. I mean, their team, like, like Jaden Sewer. Yeah, it's one of them paper Jaden Sewer's like, good. you got to see put like, it together. No, nah, I think Hook is the type of coach, and this is like coming from a Penrith fan who had Hook. He's not going to take you to like the highest of heights, yeah. but he's also not going to let you go to lowest of lows. Yeah, right. And he's got veteran guys there that he's going to have in shape. He's going to have playing hard. And hopefully the young guys get to go. It's going to the, – the worst thing for this team is if Hook just plays all the veterans. Yeah. Young guys yeah. need to have a crack. Once yeah. Jack Bird kind of finds his position, but I've heard he might get offloaded as well. So, yeah, right. I don't know. I, I, kind, of, I kind of like this dragon. Seam Hook's a bit of a fuckhead, but, you know, um, allegedly. But, you know, um, I think they'll challenge for the eight. Lock that in early. Fuck it. Why not? Lock it in early, he reckons. Before, wow. Before right. Christmas NRL ladder takes, where well, I'm, I'm, in, I'm into it. 
Okay, lovely, lovely. Well, maybe over the next over the next couple of weeks, we'll really deep dive into this, and we'll uh, we'll see if we can pin down an eight between you and I, mm. and uh, we'll throw a little cheeky case bet on who gets the most out of that eight. I think another that, case be, from you. That'll, that'll be, be good after I get my <laughs> yeah right. After yeah. I get I got, my we got done dirty case. by that. Dude. I know. So, I wasn't a fan. Switching codes. Let's let's jump over to the NBA. Um, absolutely done dirty. The Chicago Bulls obviously had ten guys in in play in COVID protocols, and they called off the next two games because they only had seven to take the court. As we said, pick up someone from the street, call up a guy out of nowhere. Like, let's just do it. Let's let's get Can guys the out on the guys court. Play? Yeah, G League guys, let's get guys out on the court and 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 just get games done. I mean, I know Chicago is finally in a good spot, but you would rather a team fight than give up. And it just kind of seems like they gave up. Like you look at Kevin Durant the other night, all those nets went into COVID protocols and he could have sat out with an ankle injury because it was it was reported earlier that night that he was probably going to sit out with an ankle injury. Then James Harden went down and all these guys went down into COVID. I think it was like seven guys mm. went into COVID protocols. And if if Durant sat out, they would have only had seven. They would have had to have postponed the game. But instead, is that Durant what it is? played. Like you, you have to have eight. You have to have eight. Instead, Durant played. They played the Raptors, and it was a fucking good game. It went to overtime. Durant played 48 minutes on that or 45 minutes on that ankle. Had a, like a 31, 11, and 14 triple-double. Patty Mills had a season-high 30 points. Oh, like, Patty Mills looked good. Patty Mills looked real good. There, are, <laughs> there was a play there. I think it was against – actually, I think it was against Detroit. And um, and someone put the graphic up, but it was like the Jackie Moon in and out. No, I don't want it. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I saw it up. that. No, yeah. no, I don't want it. No, I don't want three. it. And then ended up in a Patty Mills three. It was, it was actually hilarious. But, did, you, um, did you see the interview with Matisse Thibel on your boys, JJ Reddick's podcast? About, about Patty? I mean, nah, about, well, about they Patty. talked about plenty of things. but They talked about clip, plenty of things. I, I, didn't, I haven't listened to it all the way through. Exclusively, I to the um, Patty Mills, this bit where he's like, Matisse talks about how like going into camp, he's like, everyone warned me. He's like, well, not warned, but everyone told me like, you don't know like fever Patty. And Matisse was like, oh, like fever Patty. He's like, he turns to JJ and goes, you and Patty pretty much like had the same roles, like, right. Like in the NBA, like off the bench, you're a scorer. You don't really have to do like a lot of defending there, like a perimeter threat, you're not a big guy. And JJ was like, yeah, pretty much. Like not crazy different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, and then Tease goes, and then Paddy comes out and he's Michael Jordan. He does everything. <laughs> he rebounds, he brings the ball up. He said, like, he does everything. Like, he's on everything. He just does, he's like, it's crazy. He's like, I've never seen anything like that. And I mean, it's that like white on rice, man. Yeah, man. That was crazy. And I was like, that's, yeah, we all know it's coming, right? Like, he gets the fever time. And we're like, oh, Paddy's oh, cooking. Oh, bro, we're, yeah. The whole, the whole crazy. nation like, gets ima- imagine, like, imagine if Paddy had this chance when he was in his, like, athletic prime. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It just, just makes you wonder, doesn't it? Like if, if a team had taken a chance and said, well, we want you to play a bigger role than what Pop did. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but I mean, he also, I mean, it's it's chicken of the egg, right? He wouldn't have become who he is without the tutelage. Without, yeah, Pop, you, right? Are right. So, you are right. So, you know, he was, his first two years in Portland, no one remembers that he ever played for Portland. Like no one remembers that he was teammates with oh, Marcus Aldridge. Yeah. In every single team he's played, he's been teammates yeah, with Yeah, that's a fun Aldridge. fact. Like... That's insane. Everyone remembers Lamarcus on all those three teams, but no one remembers Patty on all those three teams. So I forget Lamarcus on the Spurs. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of Spurs fans. The DeMar DeRozan, Lamarcus Aldridge, fucking yeah, Spurs. Jesus. Yeah, that's. Is it, that's do you reckon Patty's the best, the best Australian player ever? It'd have to be easy. 
Nah, I think, would, Bo- I think Bogut still got him. Oh, you think? Yeah, I think as a system guy, I think Bogut still got him. The, I I put a lot on Andrew Bogut for those Warriors championships. Like they needed they needed a center, a revolutionary center that could pass out of the post. They were setting those elevator screens for Steph Curry, and we'll get to Steph Curry in a second because by God, that man. But I just think I think that just the way that I think they're both fantastic leaders, and I think they're both fantastic at what they do. But I just have to give it to Bogut. It's there's not much in it, but there's not much in it because Patty Patty has one year where he was like maybe a top five guy in a in a playoff run. Whereas Bogut has at least two years and then had like a pretty decent career after it. And before if, if Patty went on to have another really big say World Cup, right? Which I think is twenty twenty three for the next World FIBA World Cup. Yeah. If he went on to have a huge, like, have a pretty big World Cup. Oh, if we talk of FIBA, then yeah, it's Paddy for sure. I mean, in general, FIBA and NBA, FIBA and NBA. I think, I think Paddy's FIBA stuff really helps. Mm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking NBA. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, give me another big FIBA, FIBA year from Paddy, um, and give me a couple of decent years in. If he, if he has a few big Nets years, right? Like, if they make it to conference finals, and he's right, if, if he ends up, if he ends up being his starting point guard, and and well, and you Nets, you yeah. you can also imagine the. The Mills game, right, where he has twenty six off the bench and like fucking yeah. five threes. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah. you can see that happening with this team in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, yeah, sorry, five threes. He reckons on twenty six points. I reckon he you know tinkering with seven or eight. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, he you, Mandem you, doesn't you, go inside very often. No, he that's does sure. not. He is. That's why he's someone else like the fucking ball. I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> You don't blame him, no. He's getting old. He's only little. Um, yeah, no. I mean, but at the same time, like, I mean, you say he's getting old and he's only little, but I think he's athletically been the same all the way through. And his shot is only getting more and more He's pure. just smarter, he's, I think. That's what it is. I think he, he's yeah, he's getting smarter. into that Steph Curry range where, like, you know, three – what did Steph say? Three inches of wiggle room was not enough, so I, I honed my shot into one inch. <laughs> and that's why – that's why I've got more arc and that's why I get it off quicker. And that's why I'm making yeah. more threes. Like it's, it's, it's a, I think it's also a confidence thing for Patty. Yeah. It's confident out there now. And I mm. think, I think the fever thing really helped because Durant seemed to be really impressed by that. Yeah. When you've got, when you've got one, a one B one C, whatever you want to call him in the league right now in your corner saying, yeah, this is my fucking guy. Yeah. I've got a dude that doesn't want to get COVID protocol, like doesn't want to get the COVID vaccine at home. And I'd rather play with this guy right now. Like that's big. That's, that's massive. Huge. I think the confidence thing he got from that was not that he's not a confident guy, but you know what I mean? Like it would have been intimidating to go into that Brooklyn mm. locker room mm. with Harden, with Kyrie, with um imagine how gross imagine how gross his lineup would be though if you could fuck off Joe Harris and his shitty shooting, throw Patty Mills out there with Kyrie Irving. Just leave Patty do in the that. If I needed some offense, I'd probably do that. Hundred percent. I mean, the only thing that. is then the Nets bench looks rough. Yeah, it does look rough. No, but I'm I'm saying in spot minutes, right? Like there's yeah, yeah, yeah. three or I know four minutes a mean. quarter. Yeah, where if you where kind Kyrie's of- just cooking and then finding Paddy Mills. Yeah. Or the other yeah. way. Yeah. Paddy's and cooking like, and finding Kyrie. And it's kind of like, okay, you can close out on Paddy. We'll just give the ball to KD. Yeah. yeah. It's like the it's like the darker splash brothers. Basically. <laughs> Basically them. 
Um, was that your yeah, segue anyway. into Steph Curry? That's my. I was going to say. Anyway, uh, speaking yeah, of the Splash well, Brothers, congratulations! <laughs> congratulations! We can, to the greatest we can just shooter. change subjects, you know. Yeah, we can. We don't I have to we segue. We can just we say. Can, but I like all to be right, clever. We're done with this. This is what's next, Brad. I'm not very clever at work, so if I can be clever here, I'll be clever here. <laughs> um, be clever here. Congratulations to Mister Two Nine Seven Four. Um, Stephen Curry, this this has got to put him in the conversation, like in the in the top tier goat conversation, surely. No, I don't think goat conversation. You don't I think? think nah. Okay, so so if he wins another ring this year, you don't. He's not in the he's not in the top ten players of all time. He's not in that tier. He's not he's not a part of the goat. I mean, top ten is different to goat. Is it? Yes. Is it really? Would you say Larry Bird's a top ten player of all time? No. Nah. Would say Magic Johnson's top ten player of all time. I'd say it's close. Would say Hakeem's top Bird. ten player of the time. Who? I agree with that Magic Johnson take, by the way. Yeah. Um. Uh, Hakeem. Probably. Would you say he's in the conversation for goat? Probably. Nah, that's wrong. That's not right. That's objectively wrong. Nah, he he could be in the Shaq? Some, somebody. Could, yeah, yeah, Shaq for sure. Shaq's in. Shaq's in the conversation. Shaq's not in the conversation. Shaq's not in the conversation, bro. He's not though. Four rings, most dominant big man this, ever. Yeah, mo- I agree. Most dominant, not in the conversation for goat. Nah, bro, goat you're, center. Uh, you're off your chops, bro. You be nah, getting too much center. sun on that bald head of yours, mate. You need a this <laughs> man a fucking hat. His brain is getting cooked. What? Uh, this is this is ridiculous. No, you you could you could talk me into it. <laughs> you could you could talk me into it. I mean, I didn't. I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there during the eighties. I didn't see Hakeem. <laughs> right. If we're if we're putting if we're putting this level on res- of respect in LeBron's game as to have changed the game for the way that he passes at the size that he is. We need to put some respect on Steph's game at the rate in which he's making threes and revolutionizing I mean, the respect, game. I just not the guy. And it's revolutionizing the, the game at the rate that he is. Bro, if he retires conservatively at 38, the three-point record is going to be sitting at near 4,500. That is going to be almost 2,000 more than it is already. And that's yeah. a conservative retirement at 38, making it. At the if we're talking about goat, if we're talking about goat shooter, then yes. Right, you you're off one. Right, he what? Right, you're you off one. Kidding me? You're off one. You're off one. Mate, if, if it, what what do you have to do to win me over is perform in a final series. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Give me that, bro. That is some bullshit. You know that he got robbed. In that Iguodala Finals MVP year, he got robbed. That should have been his. Arguably, the Kevin Durant one could have been his as well. I'll tell you who it shouldn't have been: fucking Andre Iguodala. Exactly, you can't been. shut down a. You, I mean, you, you it probably sh- should have been LeBron before it was anybody yeah, else. You don't shut down a dude like you're, the man you're guarding scored forty. You didn't shut him down. No, he didn't. No, he scored forty. You just gracefully, you just gracefully got forty put up on you every yeah. single night. You didn't get fifty dunked on you every night. Yeah. It's not counting. You didn't lock him up. You know the bronze. That shit. I I agree. That is. Oh, that should have been Iggy. Should it should have oh been Curry if it was anybody. Else. It should have been Curry. That, if it was that has to be like, like the people that voted for Iggy have to look back on that and go oh yeah why did we do that yeah that shit's tough yeah they, yeah they have to look at that and be like actually I uh, yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, if I could have that one back. That's a yeah. stain. I think yeah. I think anyone who voted on that one should probably be um they they should have a pause on their voting privileges, I think. Yeah, yeah, they I should. Know. I think that's they mate, like fucking hell. It should yeah. have been LeBron that year. Anyway. It should have been LeBron that year. It should have. It should have. Um, but yeah, I mean, big shout out to to Steph Curry, obviously. Like, um, it, it, it is a tremendous achievement no matter what you say, regardless of, you know, goat or not goat. It, it's it's a fantastic achievement and you have to appreciate greatness. And, uh, and I mean, we're, we're witness to it. And I don't think that the record's going to be broken in 10 years like it was this time. Uh, I, I don't think it will be. I don't think. I think we could see it in our lifetime, but I think we will. I think our kids will be our age before we see it. I think Steph's just such a rare mix of the amazing ability to shoot with also like he's a team first guy and he has great shot selection. Yeah. Like yeah. I think there's going to be guys that get there that throw it up, but it's like. There is never going to be, and I'm going to say this now, there is never going to be a guy that goes five or 14 and makes it look as good as Steph Curry. And is like, and here's a guy who could go one for twenty, who could go over twenty in a game, and it would still look good. And he would get it, and he'd get it out wide, and he'd be like, "Fuck, we have to get out, Tim." And if you're watching it, you think this one's this one's dropping. This one's in. Yeah, he's the guy. That just yeah, I don't know. He's just such a great shooter, and it's like, Clay Thompson in his own right is one of the best shooters of all time, and he's fast, vastly overshadowed by Steph. Vastly, vastly. Speaking of Clay Thompson, fantastic segue. The rich are about to get richer. Clay Thompson and James Wiseman have both been recalled from the Santa Cruz Warriors to join back with the main team. This this could get dangerous for the rest of the league. The Warriors are already the number one team in the league and they're just getting stronger. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on this? Fuck that. <laughs> I just I like that. I'm, I'm- I'm curious to Steve Kerr how he's going to uh, facilitate how he's, gonna, how he's going to facilitate this in the rotations. I actually used to have a horrendous Steve Kerr take. Oh, come on, share now that he was a bad coach. Get the fuck out. But in my defense, this is when Luke Walton stop won it like twenty four in a row with that stop team. Stop it! And oh, I knew no, Luke I'm Walton not even was gonna- a. I'm not even going to let you go on this. I knew Luke Walton was a bad coach. And I was like, if Luke Walton, who's a bad coach, can win 24 in a row with this team, that does not prove anything about Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is a fucking great coach. I think he's a good coach. He's a great coach. I think he's a good coach. Great is... I would have him coach my team over at least 80% of the rest of the NBA. So would I, because I think there's, there's a good 50% of coaches are bad coaches. That are shit coaches. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's yeah. 80, there's 50% that are bad, 10% that are shit, and the yeah. other 20 are also good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree, but he's a he's a good coach. Um, all right, what else uh, What else is there to touch on? Is there anything that you, you want to bring up NBA-wise, anything that's been tickling uh, there's your... There's so many fucking fancy. games today, I must say. Holy shit. There were a lot of games today. So if we're going to if we're gonna roll into games today, uh, would you hazard a guess on how many shots Carl Anthony Towns took today? They won... Tim Bulls won 124-107 against he, the Denver Nuggets. Did he Nuggets. take 13 shots? No, he took 18. 
Oh, shit, my man. Took 18 shots. He had 32 points. Was that the most in his four team? Four boards, four assists, three steals. No, no it was, was I've not just, the most. I've just checked. It was not the most in his team. It was not the most. Ant-Man was a flamethrower. He went 10 of 14 from downtown, 14 of 21. How does Ant-Man not shoot any free throws? Oh, it's just all outside. Some I mean, some games Kat, he's some games he's there like twelve times a game, but other Kat games only had five free any. throws. Yeah, yeah, it's good shooting. It was it was a great shooting night for the Timberwolves. I mean, Anthony, as I said, Anthony Edwards ten of fourteen. He surpassed two thousand points in this game, um, which is yeah, that in itself is is kind of crazy. But the uh, the Timberwolves shot forty seven point nine percent from downtown, twenty three on forty eight attempts. Like that's that's gross. That is gross. The big man Jokic needs some help, doesn't he? Right, he needs some help. 27, uh, 11, and 10 for Jokic. You got like Monte Morris scoring 15. Yeah. And fucking Zeke. How do you even say that Zeke name? Nanaji. Who? Is who? <laughs> who? Who? Zeke Nanaji. Marcus Nanaji. Howard. Who? Who? <laughs> wow, this whole team is a fucking thing of who? Have you ever heard Marco of this guy? Kancha. Who? Yeah, this guy. <laughs> Peter Cornelier. Who? Who? Right, oh this shit God. is... And also, how, okay, how is Bol Bol only getting three minutes and 41 seconds? I actually know why. Something came out about him. Oh, yeah, hit me. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> you remind me you remind me of Luke every single time. Every single time, I'm like, how's this... Like, we'll be at work. I'll be like, how's this happening? He's like, oh, I know why. They like The teacher told me. I'm like, what? He'd be like, uh, Ligma. <laughs> Every time, but also, Every time. also, Bobo does suck, so that is also no, he it. Doesn't. You know, I went to primary. I went to primary school with a dude named Bobo. Really different Bobo. Uh, I I would I would hope so. Different Bobo. I would hope so. Bobo yeah, didn't grow up in Australia. I think he was. I did check that first time I saw his name, though. Oh, really? Because Bobo was a couple years younger than us. Mm. Bobo was a big boy. He's a big boy. I was connecting dots. I was like, oh, is this is, is this the bobo? Oh, like, big no. bowl. Different bobo. All right, yeah, but um <laughs> also crazy. being in primary school, it's peak comedy that someone's name is Bobo, by the way. Oh bro. It's <laughs> peak. It is being a little bowls. suburban white Australian kid <laughs> in the early 2000s is peak comedy. Someone is named Bobo, bro. Uh, Which is still funny, but back then it was even funnier. 100%, 100%. Well, as you said, there were some crazy games today, some crazy outcomes. Austin Reeves hit the uh, hit the game winner for the Lakers, AR-15. Um, uh, what's his name? Well, Devontae actually, Graham had a 65 While we're talking quickly about the Lakers-Dallas game, did you see the Dennis Smith Jr. stuff? No, what happened with Dennis Smith Jr.? Dennis Smith Jr. came out ripping and deterring about Rick Carlisle. Oh, I and, think I've just an, found the article. An article came out saying that um, Dennis and Luca were extremely close and really good friends, right? Before Dennis Smith was in the Pasingas trade. Homies. Um, they were apparently really tight. And yep. apparently Rick Carlisle did everything he could to break them up and to pit them against each other because Rick Carlisle obviously loves Luca, but he didn't want Dennis Smith Jr., yeah, right. He apparently wanted them to draft Donovan Mitchell, but, I mean, everyone said they wanted to draft Donovan Mitchell and yeah. then some, for some reason didn't. So I don't know why the fuck. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's also it's, it's also great to say that three yeah, years after it's, the yeah, fact. It's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I, I wish I drafted like every team goes. Oh, I wish we drafted the honest, but you know, if I can, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do about it? We couldn't. Yeah. What are you gonna I wish do? we took. I wish we took Jimmy Butler, who ended up being. Yeah, but the king. I bet year. Kings are like, oh man, actually, we probably would have taken Luca if we could redo that one. Yeah, oh, I, bet I bet the Knicks are like, yeah, I would probably would have taken Steph Curry if we fucking had the chance. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh wait, you did have the chance. Also, yeah, yeah that, that one's that one. Oh, I don't even think that that's tough. Actually, I think I think the t- that. We'll be back to that tangent. But the Dennis Smith Jr. one is, yeah, he's just saying that, like, fucking Rick Carlisle would call him out in front of the team about being jealous of Luca and shit. And apparently Luca was just, like, instead of, like, taking Carlisle's side, Luca was like, bro, this is weird. <laughs> like, Luca was, apparently is like, this dude is, like, so weird. Like, what is doing? And apparently, um, do you remember, oh, what was that big Indian guy's name that played on the Mavs? Salim. Simbula. No, symbol. No, I was, was the Kings, Kings dude. That was the Kings. Kings. <laughs> oh, Mejri. 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 Yeah, that's Salah Mejri. Yeah, that's it. So apparently him and Luca are really tied as well because they both played at Real Madrid. Oh, cool. Right? And Mejri came over to the Mavs. He played, yeah, he played for the Mavs for a bit. Yeah, he played at Mavs a year before. They were so close, apparently, that, um, that during one of Luca's first interviews in Dallas – he said that I'll only do it if Mejri can come with me and be part of it as well. Oh, cute. Apparently they're boys, right? They're really tight. Yeah. <laughs> and after a, during a game where Mejri got double teched, he goes to Carlisle and tell him what happened. Carlisle tells him, fuck off. You only have two points. <laughs> wow. Apparently Carlisle was just, unless you were like one of the guys he liked, he just fucking he hates you. And I guess that shows more about the about the Rondo experience that happened there, right? Yeah, not only that, but it shows a lot to what's going on with the Sabonis experience right now because there's a lot of reports coming out saying Carlisle and Sabonis don't see eye to eye. No wonder the Pacers are now turning around and saying, hey, Sabonis is up for grabs if anybody wants to give us X, Y, Z. So, yeah, I clearly there's some problems going it's on. It's weird. Do you think Sabonis is a guy? I think they underutilize him a bit, the Pacers. 100%. And then there's further reports coming out saying that they need a superstar to pair with Sabonis. And Sabonis is a two-time all-star. He's a guy that averages, like, in his last, like, six games, I think it is, he's had, like, 24-16 and, like, six assists. Like, it's – he is the superstar. He I, can I, be the superstar. He just I, needs I, space on the floor. I think Sabonis could be um, Jokic light. He could be. I think he could really – I think you could unlock his passing, his playmaking from the elbow. Um free throw line down and even free throw line out. He's just is like, yeah, I think he's underutilized there. I think it's best for him to get traded. I don't know who, who he needs to get traded to. I think he needs to get traded to a team with a star guard maybe. Yeah. Or he needs yeah. to be paired with a guard who, who can attack. Yeah. And who can, who can maybe take the pressure off him and teams can't, can't put two defenders on him. Yeah. But yeah. Rick Carla, man, that's just rough. And then, um, apparently just the bonus. Man, <laughs> Just spitballing Sabonis to Dallas. Man, I'd be into that. Fucking Rick Carlisle might like fucking die, but yeah. Getting you know, you have to get Pazingas back or something like that to to get it to work. But yeah, it was uh, it would be. I do like that, but I, I think there's that. too much playmaking. You reckon? Not that that's like ever a bad. That's, that was a bad thing to say. Actually, I just don't think those two mesh as well. Mm-hmm. I think he needs a guy who could, do you know how like Jamal Murray pairs really well with Jokic? It's like Jamal yeah. Murray's kind of like a scoring guard. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. you would need to pair him with like, I think someone like if he went back to play for um, Portland, like his old man did, I think him and Dame would be unbelievable together. 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think, I think that would really be someone who can capitalize on him playmaking. Yeah, yeah, easy. All right. Well, speaking of capitalizing, let's just let's tie up some loose ends and talk about the MVP race quickly. I mean. Tell me if you've got anybody outside these four guys sitting at the table. It's got to be Steph, KD, Jokic, and Giannis. Not particularly in that order, but it's got to be those four guys. Have you got Have you got anyone else that you? No, nah, that's it. I think it'll be put Steph. at the table. I th- still think it'll be Steph. I thought that was my prediction at the beginning beginning of the year. Yep. Go to your grave with it, son. Still, sorry. Go to your grave with it, son. Yeah, I still think it will be. I think passing the record, not the passing the record on like a random fucking. He's got the narrative now. The, yeah, the, it helps the narrative, and it is, mm. and they're gonna be good. They're gonna get better, mm. Mm. and they they're gonna they're gonna. It's know. kind of I, sad though because statistically, I mean, we've said this before. Jokic is just he's on another one. I saw a stat today. There's no one that's ever averaged. Uh, 26, 14, and six assists or something, or seven assists and something. And Jokic is doing it right now, but no one's ever done that yeah, to finish he's, a year. He's unlucky where they're just not going to be good enough. No, nah, they won't be. They won't be. And we've said this in the past. They've got to be a top four team for him. I to think so. And it's unfortunate. And he just is. It, it's what happens. Guys get the MVP a year too early. Yeah. They force voters to vote for them again. And normally they back it up. Like if they didn't have injuries, he'd be. He'd probably be. Him and Steph would be the two front runners, I think. Mm, if sure. Jamal was there, if MPJ was there, if they were, if they had last year's form, um, I think, uh, I yeah, I think he'd be the favorite with him. But it's I agree, but you could argue that about Durant too. If he had Kyrie and he had like a healthy James Harden, you could argue the same thing. Or if Giannis I th- had, I think brought- people, I think people would take the Harden and Kyrie thing off Durant a little bit. Mm. Mm. I think they would. I think this is probably good for him where he shows that, like, he scores 51 and they need him to score 51. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, shit. Like, this is what he gets to do. He actually when is the most valuable player. Yeah. On exactly. Our like, team. you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it does. Yeah. I think this helps him. Mm. Uh, but I think it's going to be Steph. You, everyone, it's Steph. It's a mile behind and it's everyone else. I don't think Giannis, he's playing unbelievable, but I think people are kind of over that for now. He might have a chance in a year or two if he puts up another great year, but. Mm. Can't imagine people voting for him. I'm what I, yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is with Giannis is that LeBron fatigue and that persistent greatness, and people will just expect him to take an extra leap, and he'll still be putting up, you know, 27, 11, and, and five, but people yeah. won't even consider him unless he goes to 30, 14, and eight. You know yeah, what I mean? Like how, many, how many times can you just crank it up? But, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Can exactly. I touch on something about valuable players? Yep. Philly are missing our man Simo. Oh, bruh, for sure. They're just missing a playmaker. Like, to go from top seed in the East last year to, like, where they are now, it's crazy. And mm. I know Joel's been injured and missing time. And the but- thing with Simo out, and oh, sorry, I probably cut you off there, but the thing with Simo missing out is that it now makes that Tobias Harris contract look way worse. Like, it already looked bad. Don't get me wrong. It already yeah, looked it bad. bad. But... Now that he's no longer your third guy and he's your second guy and you're not getting anything out of him. Like, I, I mean, forgot, you get, you're getting, I you're forgot getting Tobias 19, on the team until you just mentioned him just him. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting 19, six and five or whatever it is, but for, for near $35 million, come on. Yeah. Like, come I on. I know. And I mean, there's not much more to say on that. Like you're getting, you're getting better for floor spacing and production out of Seth Curry and Tyrese Maxey who make less than Tobias Harris combined than what you are getting out of Tobias Harris. I, I think this team, with as you said, if they ran some some lineup with 
obviously Embiid in there, um, Simmons, Maxi, and Curry, and then someone who could get for that for that Harris money. I think yeah. that'd be a good team. Another shooter around, like, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah, that would be sick. You got two guys like that, and get Buddy Hield out there. Get Harris Buddy Hield, bro. That team would be crazy. Be a little bit small, but I mean, not even really, because you could go Simo at the four, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't mm. know. But also speaking of that team, T's fucking locked down Curry the other night. T's a beast, but T's has these games where he's great, and then he has games that he just fucking disappears. It's the offense. It's the he offense. He needs. He, he needs. To, he just needs one. He just needs one move. Yeah, he's he needs biggest... one thing that he can do out there, and it's like okay, he can at least get to that spot. He can at least do that move. He can at least mm. get that shot off. Mm. I don't yeah, know what that just... shot is. It's just crazy. I don't know. It's just it's his biggest so... weakness, and it, and it's so backwards for the NBA for somebody to be so gifted defensively and then just fucking do do offensively. Like this he's is a guy so... that legitimately, speaking of that JJ Reddick podcast, however long ago we spoke about it, he openly said he had the yips on layups in high school. Because one time he like threw it off the backboard way too hard and missed a wide open layup. So he had the yips and he had to practice his layups like six months before he was comfortable again. Like if this is a guy that gets the yips after a fucking layup in high school, how's he going to be able to shoot in the NBA? I know. Like, and seeing interviews and seeing his videos and stuff, he seems like a very introspective guy. Yeah. He does seem like something that would kind of happen, not knowing him, but. Bro, you know but, I mean? butterfly like, effect shit, mate. He would just he would blow that shit out of proportion. His yeah, exactly. He does like a that he'd get in there and that he can't just yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe he, I think he needs someone to take him under his wing and just be like, you can put up that shot, bro. Who cares? Yeah, shoot the if ball. You miss it, you miss it, man. Like, I don't know. He needs mm. fucking if the offense is run for you, shoot the he ball. He needs to drink whatever Kool-Aid fucking Jason Tatum drank in the offseason, man. Most missed yeah. shots in the league. Yeah. That really is mini mamba. That yeah, it is yeah that's, really, that's, that's someone. That's someone who's like, you don't want to take any shots. You can't play with me. I got you. You can't. You want to I just do you. all the defending and not shit. You can't play with me. I got you. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. Well, speaking of got you, I got you, and I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So quick one tonight, bro. Quick, quick game is a good game, that. running. Quick game is a good game. We'll move question time to Monday, guys. We've got a big bag of questions that we're ready to rip and tear into. Um, so please tune in to the Tuesday show and uh, we will rip into that. Then you can find us where, Lachlan, on Instagram At and Twitter? Fifth and Dribble. Lovely, lovely. And where on Anchor can you find us? Anchor.fm slash fifth and Oh, that is it. Enough. We are just humming on all cylinders today. <laughs> Sorry about your headphones there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we will see you in the next one. Thanks again, as always. And homework every single time. Share with two friends. Do your homework, people. Later. Later. <laughs>